the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. ...to love things, but are you loving the right things? Let's talk about that as we begin the week on this edition of Truth For Today. We find ourselves in Hebrews chapter 13, coming towards the end of our look at the book of Hebrews. And today, we focus in on loving the right things things. It's a statement of fact that we all love something, mainly ourselves first, and then we cherry pick the rest of the things. But we are to be loving the right things and the right kind of love as well, agape love. From Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, let's catch up with Pastor Phil Howard, shall we, for today's broadcast of Truth For Today. marriage, and he uses a euphemism, the marriage bed, which was sexual expression in the marriage. Honor that. Esteem it. Put it in the right place. Prohibits any sexuality outside of the marriage bed, which is interesting. What's going on in our culture? Fewer and fewer people are getting married. Don't have to. I'll just live with them. I don't want to get married. That means you've got to split up the property if we break up. I just want access to sex. And I don't promise you anything, baby. Don't get sick on me because I'm out of here. I make no covenants. I make no promises. It's live together for convenience. I don't, want, I don't believe in marriage. And as that value goes down and depreciates, guess what goes up? Every kind of sexuality you can imagine. Rape is really in, even at Stanford. And now we have a Jewish lawyer taking up this case. Imagine this. Imagine this today in our papers. This is the case. Should the penalty for raping her when she's unconscious be as much as if she's conscious? This is being dated right now. The lawyer's Rosen. The crime ought to be the same if she's asleep because of too much booze or we knocked her out. Raping her then, ah, that's one penalty. Matter of fact, not as great. But if she's awake, you know, uh, maybe a little bit more, a little bit more or less. You mean we're actually down to this. What kind of, matter of fact, six months is all a guy deserves for forcing himself on a girl while she's unconscious. And we think we're spending time in court trying to figure out what we ought to penalize the guy. Rape is abounding on campuses where you're getting your Ph.D. and just hope your daughter's not raped while she's getting the degree. These are the sophisticated minds. Frat parties all the time. 
uh, co-ed dorms where you just sleep with your girlfriend. Now, our bathrooms, you know, come on, you got to get broad-minded. You can't, can't be having this gender stuff. Get rid of that. I just heard a celebration that they've now got a unisex uh, laboratory or I read the bathroom at the White House. Just hearing uh, a gay lesbian being interviewed for Pride Week, and this is a big breakthrough. So what's going on? Will sex ever stop? No, it's rampant. It's out of control. It's on fire. You're never going to stop people from being immoral. Never. The only thing that can do that is Christ. And people, and you're never going to, this code right here is uh, my, if this was being heard online and broadcasted, we'd have pickets out front. All we're saying the biblical view is sex is within the boundaries of a God-ordained marriage. All other expressions are forbidden. There's three reasons God gave us sex, biblically. Number one, Steve and Steve have never had a baby. That's, they just haven't pulled that off yet. Two Steves, you know, Molly and me, and a baby makes three. But you better have Molly. And you better be a man. God said the race is to be propagated and kept going by means of procreation and the sex act. So that was strongly given to us in Genesis. When you read Proverbs 5 and Song of Solomon, you find out the God who created sexuality intended it to be pleasurable and one of the great uh, privileges of life in marriage. And God says, that's all right. It's blessed. It's enjoyed. Enjoy it. It's all right to smile as a Christian in the midst of sex because God's favor is on that. He said it's honorable. It's healthy. It's good. But then he also gave sex in marriage to prevent immoral behavior. And most of the early church all came out of immoral lifestyle. Because when you reach the Gentiles, they were all immoral. They all had no boundaries. Only the Jews had been taught any boundaries. The Gentiles had none. So he's just addressing that. And here's the issue. I'd say two things, two M's, could mark and give me an insight on your philosophy, and I can tell you if you were a Christian or not. Here they are. What you think about morals and what you think about money. Those two things will reveal to me if you're a Christian. Morals and money. Besides whether you love the brethren or not. But let's just step over here. What's your view on morals? Well, I believe you can do anything. doesn't matter. Da, 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 da. Oh, you've got a good pagan view. Yeah, that's the view of America. Everybody's doing it. Help yourself. Right? Who do you know that's not doing it? That's outside of Christ. Or thinks it's okay. Just use birth control. Don't get caught. Okay. That is the view. This is the view we're raising our children, our grandchildren, and by which we miraculously, by the grace of God, still exist in the Bay Area to still be proclaiming a divine viewpoint. God says, it's wrong. Don't do it. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to judge you. 
and I'll have the final say. He who does these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Revelation 21, 8. And all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire and all of the sexually immoral. It's just sex. I know it. It's just God. That's what he said. God will judge all immoral behavior, everything outside of the marriage bond. He said, I will see to it that it's judged. Don't do it. Flee it. Get away from it. Don't sleep with it. Don't endorse it. Don't buy it philosophically, mentally. Teach what the Bible says. I said, it's impossible to live that way. It is. You have to have divine help. But you first of all got to agree with God. Do you agree with his view? And then he says, my son and my spirit are the power, are the power to live this kind of life. Christianity is not difficult. It's impossible. You can only live like a Christian if you know Christ. So today, what would I say to you? You say, well, I'm sleeping with my girlfriend. Well, uh, I hope you're having a good time as you go to hell. But we've got a cure. Would you like to go to heaven and enjoy sex? Man, tell me more. You receive Jesus Christ and you get married to that girlfriend. And treat her right. And if children come, honor her. Treat the marriage with honor. You have to ask yourself, do you think marriage is honorable? Is it a good thing to be married? We ought to advertise it. We ought to advertise it. Is it better than a mistress? Are you praying about it? (laughs) See, in Rome, in the Greek culture, You had one woman that you called wife because you didn't want your children to be called bastards. She was for the birth and the name. This is the family name is tied up with this woman. But over here, I have mistresses that don't get inheritance and my children aren't named. They're for pleasure alone. Very, this is what Greek culture was all about. It's what the Romans did. So today, what is it? You go to a movie to see what sex could be like outside of marriage because it's always more exciting, no obligation. They're always beautiful. And guess what? After the bill's paid, you're home and free, no more obligations. Then you go home, and there's a wife. And just think if you gave her seven kids. B.B. King's got a song, I Got the Blues. I gave you seven children and you want to give them back. How blue can you get? And wonder why there's not a glitter in her eye. It's you. She knows her only birth control is to stay away from you. And this is what many of our parents grew up. They knew nothing about that but the burden of a family. And then to be the sex queen while I'm staying up all night with a sick baby, changing the diapers, seeing them through sickness, and then Playboy says, you need a playmate. No, I need a faithful, godly wife that helps me raise the offspring we have. And I ought to honor her. She doesn't have to look like a playmate of the month. 
I used to wonder how my dad could love my mother. She lost her figure, lost her beauty. Seven children later, a nervous breakdown later, it's not until I got saved that my mother became beautiful. Because he got a different set of lenses to interpret her value. He finally says, uh, we ought to love the promises of God more than money. And he says something here in the midst. These, these uh, exhortations are just, they don't even seem to cohere. I had a struggle. Do this one, talk about marriage. Now we go to money, uh, love people. Now, now he just steps up here. He says, keep your lives free from the love of money. Well, that's not too hard when you're broke. But can you love money while you're broke? And these believers had suffered many things. And he said, be content or satisfied with what you have. Let me ask you this. Is that the American way of life? I mean, is advertisements to keep you content or to create another desire? You deserve this. You need another car. You need another house. It's keeping us dissatisfied, and it's just a way of life. By People are just always discontent. Uh, can't get enough. And the Ecclesiastes says, he who loves money can never get enough money. It just, it just never ends. But he says, you ought to keep your life free from the love of money. And that's the problem. Uh, it's not money. It's like sex is not the problem. It's where it is expressed. Is it in marriage or in immorality? Money's not the problem. It's our attitude about it. If you love it, and the Pharisees loved it, false teachers love it. He said of church leadership, this is something to keep in mind. First Timothy said, when you look for a church, church leader, look for a man that does not love money. Why? He'll probably be overseeing church money. So he better not be a money grabber. And... Uh, Believe me, many of the preachers I grew up with, there was little money in their lives for them to love. But I've even seen a broke man that can love it, having it on his mind all the time. Do we all need money? Well, there's a few more of you felt that. Come on, take it out. You better believe you need money. There's no advantages to being broke. When you read Proverbs, God is close to a poor man, but he never endorses poverty is the way to live. It just says God won't give up on a poor man. The poor man has hardly no advantages. He can't get health care, can't get his teeth fixed, cannot educate his children. Cannot, it is, there's no advantages to being broke and being poor. We all need money. And in church, what's rough is all the philosophies we have about money. You know why many of you don't give? You're a slave to covetousness. You keep yourself so in debt, you can never afford to honor God. It's credit card debt. Credit card debt. I've got to have this. I've got to have that. I've got. And he says to these believers, find your contentment in God. And he makes this marvelous statement. He says, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. 
Now, by the way, this is the very same Greek word used of Christ on the cross. My God, my God, why did you forsake me? The very same word. God the Son was forsaken that he might make you a promise you'll never be forsaken. Now, think of that. Will I ever be forsaken or left alone by God? Death, divorce, sickness, cancer. When does God bail out? Never. What effect should this have on me? Here's what he says. So then I can say, the Lord is my helper. Omnipotence is my helper. Omniscience is my helper. The eternal God is my helper. If that is true, and he says it is, going from Psalms 118, going back to Joshua 1, don't be afraid, Joshua. Don't be afraid. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Go in the land. Don't be afraid. Be of good courage. I am with you, and I will not leave you. Go, Joshua. You need courage. The giants are big. The land is dangerous. I will be with you. Can you make it if God will be with you? If God is for you, ask yourself, is God for me? If you're God's child and you're wanting to just walk in his paths, he's not for you in sin. He'll be there, but he's not for you. But he's the one that'll get you out. He never abandons his own. I found a song, a man we used to have come to this church named Gabe Cedillo used to sing it. This was his song. Sweet is a promise, I will not forget thee. Nothing can molest or turn my soul away. Even though the night be dark within the valley, just beyond is shining one eternal day. And I can hear this resonating resonating baritone voice. I will not forget thee or leave thee. In my hands I'll hold thee. In my arms I'll fold thee. I will not forget or leave thee. I am thy redeemer. I will care for thee. Money will run out. Sex will end even in this life. Friends will die. The body will cave in. But this God will never cease to be with us. Even in the valley of the shadow. Even in your last moments. As we attend at the funeral of Carolyn's cousin. Died 52. Buried him last Thursday. Diagnosed with cancer in January, dies the 1st of June. To watch his wife and children and the remarkable courage they displayed, somebody has to be with that wife to be this strong, this courageous, and to make it through the veil of tears. I will not leave nor forsake thee. Let me ask you, who do you have that will be with you forever? Let me read to you from Psalms and then conclude. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. 
Psalms 118, verse 6. The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look on triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. And in the Greek language here, he said, Ume, ude, ume. Five negatives. I will not. No, I will not. Ever leave thee nor forsake thee. It's only found in how firm a foundation. I will not, I will not, I will not leave nor forsake thee. He's telling these believers, no matter what persecutions come, no matter what your state, whether you lose your job, lose your health, lose your money, lose your vitality. One thing I must say, the one thing I don't want to lose in all of life is my God. And my God says, you've got me forever. You've got me forever. Everything else will go away. Friends, health, family. I don't like getting older because I don't like burying people that I know. I don't like having dear women in this church that had to say goodbye to husbands. It's no fun getting older if you don't have any hope that anybody's with you that will never leave you nor forsake you. Only in Jesus Christ in Christianity can you get such a friend to the end. Love people. Love purity. Love the promises of God. If you know this promise, you can say, God is my helper. I can do whatever he wants me to do. Not because I'm strong, but because his help is secure. Father, if there's someone here today wrestling with discouragement, wrestling with losses, with fear, just overwhelmed by life, would you assure them of your help and that you won't leave nor abandon them? Lord Jesus, you know what it was to be abandoned. And you've told your followers, you'll never experience that with me. Never. No, never. No, never. Will I leave you in the lurch and leave you without aid. We are eternally grateful. All the things you've told us to say no to have been for our good. You've given all good gifts. You've given us finances. You gave us marriage. You gave us human love. You gave us human expression for it that pleases you, that honors you. I pray today, help our young people in the struggle. Help all of us adults in our attitude about money. Will we love it or use it? Will we cling to it or invest it? May our hearts be captured to say, I'd rather have Jesus than everything this world has to offer. I pray, strengthen our hearts today as we live in a pagan culture and are totally out of step with everything being legislated and practiced. We stand out, counterculture people. Give us the courage to stand with the God who is our help. 
In Jesus' name, amen. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. Another way to reach out to us with your questions would be to simply record them on your voice memo app on your smartphone and then email that audio to tftquestions at valleybible.org. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Our website, truthfortodayradio.org. And if you're writing to us, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you have questions about the ministry of Truth For Today and how we are funded to air on this radio station, we would love to talk with you. We are listener-supported, quite simply, and no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, it all goes back into the radio ministry, ensuring that it airs on this radio station. So would you consider that as you reach out to us here at Truth For Today? One other note as we close out our time today, while Pastor Phil is the pastor emeritus at Valley Bible Church in Hercules, we are still very much a part of this body. And if you are looking for a church, we would invite you to join us. Now, we know that this current crisis has us all sequestered away. So you can join us at valleybible.org, where we stream our services. Again, valleybible.org. And then, as we find ourselves released from this quarantine, we will be meeting together here in Hercules. And for information, directions, and details, again, visit valleybible.org. And then, we invite you to come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. 